Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey guys, how are you doing this week? This is Coach Amy with Athletes Mindset Academy. We have Coach Ryan and Coach Allie here, and I hope all of you guys took the time, if you didn't, you need to, to listen to last week's podcast with Michaela Skinner. She is one of the top gymnasts in our nation, and she is a role model and just an amazing woman. So I hope you guys all take a moment and make sure you listen to some of her great stories. She shares a lot with us of just opens up and lets us know so many things. And and because we're talking about confidence this month, we just really felt like she would be a a great asset and um, somebody that could add to this topic. So I hope you guys go back and listen if you haven't yet. This week, we want to kind of break down some of the confidence. One of the pillars we talked about a couple of weeks ago was the idea that we can handle any emotion, including failure and fear and all those other things that we think we don't like, we can handle them. They're, they're not going to harm us. They're not a problem. But one of the things we wanted to go through today is there are some emotions um, when you really think about them that are not very useful. So we like the idea of going on an emotional diet, just like you would, like for my brain, I'm all no sugar for a day. As long as nobody brings me fresh cookies, I can totally do that. But if they bring me fresh cookies or fresh cinnamon rolls, my brain's like, we're out. It always has like a little escape plan, <laughs> right? So, so that's, do- how you, that's why you put them all in the freezer because so they're not fresh? Ryan, you're not supposed to tell people. All my, okay. <laughs> I do. I have a, I do have a little secret hiding spot in my deep freezer that only my friends and family know about that. If the kids and my husband want to find cookies, they don't know where to go. Cause I'm really good at hiding. If they find them, I hide them in a different area. And so, yeah, I can do sugar diets as long as there's no great cookies. I'm really picky though about cookies. So if you bring me cookies, they better be good. Otherwise they won't go in my freezer for me to hide. So that's very rude, huh? I shouldn't say it like that, but <laughs> Okay, let's go with the emotional diet this week. So some of the emotions that we um, want to use or don't want to use in our lives, that I, they're not hard, they're not scary, they're not harmful, but they're not helpful. That's what I want to make the point, that these emotions, there's nothing wrong in and of themselves. And in fact, it's really good to feel them and just process them. But the word I like to use is linger. There's no point in lingering in these, these um, emotions because they don't, take you anywhere. So coach Ali, coach uh, Ryan, I'm going to start off with one of the emotions that I find that are not very helpful in my life. And I, um, and, and how to identify it. You guys go ahead and think of a couple, but I say that there's probably a good top six to eight emotions that we can all maybe just have an emotional diet for a week and everybody try this, see what you think. Maybe journal at the beginning of the week when you decide, Hey, this is the emotion I'm going to cut out for the week. Um, I know there's Lent coming up. Maybe you can do a 40-day fast from one of these emotions. That would be awesome. Oh, no, Lent's not coming up. Lent is done. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you can still just take this and try to take one of these emotions and see what it's like to start with the idea. I'm just going to cut this out of my my emotional um, repertoire, my emotional vocabulary for this next few days. And then right at the after, like this is what I felt like after doing this. One of the emotions I want to focus on is fear. So to me, I like thinking of fear as, I don't know about all you guys, but I used to love watching Mask of Zorro. And it's so funny to me when you have this person and you know what they look like, and then they put on this little mask and you think, I don't know who that is. Like they only have this tiny little like thing that goes over their eyes and everybody's like, who is that? Right. 
that's what I feel like. <laughs> that's what I feel like for fear. Fear is like the base of everything else. And all these other emotions that are maybe not very helpful are just little masks around fear. So that's the way my brain sees it. So for me, fear is just a matter of not realizing your worth. And when you don't realize your worth, then you're going to feel some type of disconnect from yourself. And so that's where I always go, hey, you know what? I'm just going to maybe take a break from fear for a little bit because the truth is I'm 100% amazing. I'm 100% of 100% of worth. I'm 100% fine. I can figure all this out. And those kind of things help me just drop and kind of like wash off of me the fear. When I feel the fear, it's always just a little tinge of like tension inside of me. And I know that the base is fear and there's something going on above that, which is little masks. I'm curious. That's how I see fear. That's one of those emotions that I like to take uh, breaks from because <laughs> it's naturally just part of everybody's world, right? And it's easy mm -hmm. to fall into fear where it has no point. If I linger in it, it doesn't help me get anything done and definitely not productively. So Coach Ryan, Coach Ali, you guys have an emotion that you'd like to talk about as far as going on an emotional diet for this week? Yes. I would like to talk about overwhelm. You're talking about not getting anything done when you're in fear. Let me tell you, I get nothing done when I'm in overwhelm because this is what I do. So overwhelm is when I just believe there's too much, there's too much to do, too much going on. And so I take that overwhelm and I'm like, oh, I have all these things to do. And guess what I do? None of them. <laughs> Absolutely none of them. I'm like, you know what? if I exercise, I'll be more productive and I'll go and exercise. And I'm like, you know what? I just really need to organize all the things that I need to do. And then I sit down and I organize when I'm going to do all these things. And then I'm like, okay, but if I put it into a, let's make a plan now that it's organized, let's put it into action in this plan. And then I'll like make this beautiful calendar or Excel document or whatever it is that I need to do. And then I've wasted an entire day organizing all the things that I think I need to do. And then I still have done none of them. And then there's more things to do the next day. And so I've had to get myself to realize that there's not too much to do unless I don't do them. <laughs> And so um, I've had to come up with a, but I love to organize. So that is something I enjoy and I love to exercise, but realizing that that part is going to be a part of my morning and like work that into my schedule of like, okay, I wake up and I have breakfast and I do my exercise. And then I look at my calendar and I plan my day. And by this time I start my day on that calendar. And so just being able to remember when I feel overwhelmed that it's a lie or like if I if I think that I need to be um I'll have times where I'm like oh yeah I think I could make a little extra money and then I pick up like 10 different jobs and then all of a sudden I'm like overwhelmed and I'm like what is happening so I just have to realize that overwhelm is is something that is like really my mindset it's what I put on myself because I could have way more work to do and when I change my mindset and just get it done that's nothing's overwhelming. Someone else could look at my schedule and be like, I do like quadruple that in a day. And someone else could look at my schedule and be like, that's so much. <laughs> so whatever I believe it to be is what it's going to be. So that's my emotion. Overwhelm. I use overwhelm to do nothing. <laughs> so it's so fascinating how that works, huh? I, it's crazy. And, <laughs> and it continues to happen unless I recognize it. So well, and to add to that really quick, it, it reminds me of like coaches and parents, like coaches will say, we've got to get all these things done. 
And along with what Ali's saying, when you look at the list of things that you think your team needs to do to be prepared for the next you know, competition, a lot of times you don't get very effective workouts. So maybe just be aware of that for the overwhelm. So Coach Ryan, do you have anything for us on, on maybe an emotion that if we linger in might not be very productive for, for coaches, athletes, or parents? Whew, wow. So now I'm feeling so overwhelmed. I just want to shut down and do nothing. I was like, oh boy, wow, what am I doing? <laughs> no, I, uh, so I love, um, I love that word linger that you had said, Amy, that word um, goes right along with the, um, the topic that I was thinking that I wanted to talk about. And it goes right into what Ali said with feeling overwhelmed. Um, so the thing that I was going to touch on, I wanted to talk about is the emotion of confusion mm. and why, why do we feel confused? I mean, what is ca causing so much confusion in our, in our lives? And the main thing that I can think of is the lack of choice. Mm. So if you choose, then you can move forward. But we as people and as humans, have a tendency to rationalize all of our choices. Mm -hmm. We rationalize them to death. What if, you know, this is what's happened in my past. If I make this choice, this is what's going to happen in my future. And you play the what if game for a day, a two days, three days, a week. And you keep running all these scenarios in your brain to the point where you are super confused about everything. Okay, it only takes, I, I guess I should say this, um, change is super easy. Change is instant, like that quick, super fast. The choice to make the change is what we have a hard time with. Mm -hmm. That choice confuses us. So the biggest thing that I find in me is when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling confused, and when I'm feeling like I'm lingering in some sort of a in my life, it's because I'm not choosing. I'm not making a choice. And as soon as I make a choice, then I have to act on it and boom, it's done. It's settled. I'm not confused anymore because I've made that choice. I know where I'm going. Um, so, but when it comes down to it, there's a scenario that somebody, that somebody had said to me uh, a couple months ago. Okay. You want an ice cream cone? Great. What kind? Vanilla or chocolate? Amy knows this, which, which, what do you want? Vanilla or chocolate? Choose. What do you want, Allie? Vanilla or chocolate? A twist. <laughs> <laughs> a twist. <laughs> it's not an option. Chocolate oh. or vanilla? Choose. I need a spreadsheet. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I choose chocolate. Why? Because it sounds good. Okay. Mm. Did you ever, did you really even need a reason to choose the chocolate? Probably not. No, you don't. That's my choice. I choose chocolate. Next time it might be vanilla, but that's my choice. I've chosen it. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to enjoy it. Just making the choice and then acting on it rather than sitting lingering in that confusion state of what if. But see, then so, I'm sitting there with the chocolate, looking at Allie liking her vanilla or me with the vanilla, Allie with the chocolate, thinking, man, that looks so much better. So I think exactly what you're saying is we don't have to justify our choice. We just have to make a choice. 
Right. Exactly. Mm. Yep. And I'd probably choose the twist too. <laughs> oh, good. I was like, that's my favorite. Just so you know. But then you then you eat one side and then you eat the other side and your and your cone is all lopsided. You ever done that before? No. So you get a twist and you lick off all the chocolate and then you twist it and you lick off all the vanilla. Is it possible? Can you do it? Now I want to go get an ice cream cone and try. So yep. if you're gonna yep. try, you have to do it fast enough that it doesn't melt together. Oh I'm gonna now we're gonna get a video of Ryan from the last pod or two podcasts ago. And then a video of me trying to lick an ice cream cone fast enough so it doesn't fall. <laughs> but I feel yeah, like there you go. Because even as coaches, we we really get caught sometimes in this like decisions of what lineup am I gonna have? Exactly. Or who am I going to start? Or um, what skill do I want them to do? Is it worth it to put in the extra bonus or, or to just play it safe? Like all those decisions that come, we as coaches, like we have them all and we sit in confusion and sometimes turn it into overwhelm if you're me. And then <laughs> it, it, you don't make the decision and you think that we think that there's a right and a wrong decision. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing. We always think that there's a right decision and there's a wrong decision. And we have to sort it out until our brain hurts to pick the right decision. There and is such thing as that decision fatigue, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so, um, Amy, do you have any advice for these coaches that are trying to make a decision in those moments? How do we get ourselves out of confusion? I have a couple of things. Well, I have a few ideas that are popping around, but I actually, I'll give you a quick thought because I think it works really well, but then I want to ask Allie a, a question for when you were coaching at the collegiate level. Okay. Um, so one of my favorite things to tell people and myself is if I'm struggling with a decision, it's because I like things of both of them. So what if they're both right instead of both wrong? And knowing that life is 50-50 emotionally, confidence is 50% happy, 50% sad. That is confidence. It's all of it. If we know that at some point, both decisions are going to be fun and both decisions are going to be hard, then when you're really struggling and you realize you've wasted way too much time in the pros and cons, you just pick heads and tails. You flip it and you go with it. And guess what your brain's going to do? In the middle of the flip, they're going to be like, oh, I hope it's this one because you've already decided which one you really want. It doesn't even have to, the coin doesn't have to land before you know what you really want. Honestly, that's usually what happens when I go with this little fun game, flip a coin, go with whatever it lands, even if it's not the one that at the end of the flip you really wanted, because honestly, they're both good choices. You're going to learn from both of them. There's no, like Ali said, there's no right or wrong when it comes to, we're not people who try to do bad things. That's not our nature. We don't typically, most of us are not going out trying to make bad decisions. So when you're in confusion, it's because they're both good decisions most likely okay so just flip a coin and do the one and it's interesting though in the middle of a flip you'll know which one you hope lands so play with that one so as far as coaches if you're going to try to flip a coin on who to have for startup line realize what your brain does in the middle of the flip it's kind of fun but coach Ali, i don't know if you guys ended up doing this it was a suggestion i gave to you and and the head coach when you were a collegiate coach about maybe thinking outside the box where maybe the coaches don't have to decide the lineup. Maybe it could be a team decision. Maybe the coaches could step out and let the team. Did you guys end up ever doing that with your team? I ended up ever doing that. We, we talked about it as a fun idea. <laughs> yeah. 
right? It's kind of a scary idea to lose control of that. But sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes there's other ways to do things where maybe you aren't the one that has to make all the decisions. And maybe you can give some of the responsibility back to your own athlete to decide what they think they're capable of. Because if you believe, have you ever been a parent where you say, I know you got this. I totally, you just, you need to see your potential. I know you can do these things. Well, you know what? That doesn't mean anything if they don't know they've got it. So sometimes you, if you can give the responsibility back to your kid or to your parents, sometimes they will choose and make the decision based on what they believe they're capable of in that moment. And that might be a possibility for you to consider. So I will say we did use, um, we didn't necessarily point flip. We would just like count to the other person, but we did use that one a lot where we would say, okay, let's say both of them got the exact same score. Okay. Uh -huh. They got the exact same score. Close your eyes. You have three seconds to tell me who you would put in. One, yeah. and and you can instantly have a reaction um, to some of that kind of stuff. And that helped us make a lot of decisions. And we have talked. We never let them make the decision, but we have like asked questions in a way of like, do you believe that you can do this? Like where, like to find out where they were at. Um, and they would basically let us know if they felt like they were in control or not. That's how we would perceive it as like, yeah, I know I can hit, I know I can do this and this is why, or like, I don't know, like I have, I have good days, I have bad days and you can kind of see where their mindset is at. So play a role in that sense where they didn't really get to decide, but they did give us a very clear understanding of where their mental space was. Well, and I love like what you and Ryan, the mix of both of you guys, what you just said essentially is you can tell really quick. I think um, in the one, two, three, I think we all, already have decision, decisions made. But I think like Coach Ryan said, I think it's the choice of following through because our decisions are just kind of innately just, we already know what we're gonna do. We're just trying to debate, are we really gonna do it? Do we really wanna do it? You know, it's just the choice. But the decisions, you know, with the flip, a flip of a coin or a one, two, three, you can just start, hey, I'm gonna cut off your finger if you don't tell, tell me in two seconds. You're gonna make a decision, you're gonna make a choice, right? That's a fear-based way of making a choice, but you know. So. <laughs> I think I could. Let's see. Okay. Two. <laughs> Brian's got scissors at his finger showing, okay, what, what decision are you going to make? It's a choice decisions. I two. think Brian was saying, you got to choose the decisions deep down, you know what you want, but convincing yourself that you're willing to follow through is the choice. That's kind of how I see it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just want to run through maybe one more that I find really easy when I'm talking to athletes, when I'm talking to coaches and parents, one more of the indulgent emotions, and I like to call them dream stealers, um, because the only thing that steals a dream is your fear of feeling an emotion, a negative emotion. And so these lingering indulgent emotions, like indulgent, like you're going to eat five pieces of cake when you know one would suffice. That's where I want to say, hey, maybe let's just go with a little dose of these emotions instead of a week of, let's see what it's like to just kind of say, I'm not going to have cake for the week. One of those emotions in my head, one of the, well, two, worry, and the other one is self-pity. <clears throat> we all get into this little routine of feeling bad about life, like life is hard. And when you, when I believe that life is hard, everything gets a little bit bleak, a little bit heavy, a little bit harder, right? So the victimization role, the truth is, and what Ali said earlier, it's a lie, all of these emotions that we're talking about that may be worth going on a diet from are based to me in lies. So if you can find the truth in the situation, usually it's really easy to shift into a little different energy and emotion of 
hey, I've got this. I can figure this out. It's figure outable. Things are not that hard. But the self-pity is one that most everybody falls into at times where you're thinking, why does it have to be so hard? How come it can't be easier? Even as coaches and parents, how come it's hard to parent these kids and coach these kids? Why aren't they doing it the way I'm telling them to do it? Whenever you get to a victimization role, you have chosen to believe something that just isn't true. And that's how I see it. And so what I like to do is go, no, this is what I say to my brain. No, I am the hero of the story. And being the hero instead of the victim snaps me out really quick. So that's one of my little red flags for my brain is when I start feeling like life is hard, then I, it, my head goes to, oh, I'm playing the victim. I'm playing the, the card, the tag. I'm, I just get giving myself like the little tag. Today's a hard day. You're going to be a victim today. And I'm not, and that's never true. I am the story of this day. I'm, or the hero of the story. I'm the hero of this day. So that's one of those indulgent emotions, dream stiller emotions that we have a tendency, I think most of us to fall into sometimes. Like I'm not going to be able to figure out how to win this state championships, like confusion and worry and overwhelm. I can't figure it out because we're playing a victim card. But every single choice you make, because most of us are trying to make good choices and good decisions is the right decision. So just make the choice and go. Anything else you guys want to add? And I think when you make that choice, it's going to take the worry out instead of worrying about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating on my mind, why, why do you worry? What are we worried about? We're worried about the future that we cannot control. Yeah. I mean, even if, regardless of what choice you make, you can't worry about what results you're going to get. Right. So you don't know what they're going to be. There's too many variables. It's another lie. You can't yeah. decide what the future is going to be. We can, we can plan it. We want to set goals, but you're not in control of all the pieces. And that's where the worry sits in the lie of that. You're in control. Allie, you have something. Yeah. I was just going to say um, what helps me sometimes is remembering that as soon as I make the choice, I get to put all my time and energy into that decision too, yeah. rather than all my time and energy into trying to make a decision I'm not actually trying to reach a goal. Once I make the decision, I can put time and energy towards that decision, which typically is going to get me closer to my goal. So just mm -hmm. deciding where I want to put my energy is really helpful for me. I just had the yeah. visual of driving in my car when I'm cold because I don't live in Michigan or any really cold place. <laughs> George is pretty, I live in the desert. But for me, when it's you know below 60, then I'm like, it's so cold. I need my parka, right? So I, I get in, I just had the visual of what you were saying. Cause I like to tell kids, um, especially on beam that it's like a laser shooting out of their eyes. I visually for myself, when I was telling you earlier, um, I visually see a red beam coming out of my eyes, like Superman onto the beam where I want my focus to be. So my body will align to that. That's how I stay on the beam. Right. So I see this red beam. I just imagine being in the car just the other day, I was so cold and the air was blowing everywhere. I'm like, I just want it on me. So I'm trying to get all of the, I like all the vents just to focus on me. And that's essentially what you're saying. Cause once I got them all on me, then I felt warm and I could relax. Well, when you focus on one choice, then you can relax and move forward. Then you can relax and let go of the worry and the fear and the overwhelm and the confusion and the doubt and the self-loathing and the self-pity. You just move because you have everything on that one thing. And what, what is, what do they say? Like where your attention goes, your, where your focus is, your, what is it? It's like a little phrase. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where your focus is, your energy is, something like that. Yeah, where, where your focus goes, your energy goes. 
Yes, that one. Thank you. Something. We'll just say that's it. That, that's yeah, it. That's, we're good. Totally. That's what I'm going for. So thank you. But I do feel <laughs> Somebody like. Somebody look it up and, and email us so we know it. <laughs> Text it on Instagram. My husband always says, you know a lot about, a little bit about many things. So I'm like, that's about right. I know a little bit about many things. So everybody else needs to pull me back into this is what it actually says for the quote, Amy, not whatever you just said. So, <laughs> all right, you guys, I hope you can pick something this week. Um, think about one thing that maybe you have a tendency to, to I know overwhelm is an easy one for me that kind of creeps into my life. Um, confusion, all those, these, these, these ones that just kind of overwhelm us, confuse us, worry us, those things. If you just decide, you know what? This week, it's kind of, if you want a tangible thing, say this week, I'm not going to wear blue shoes and I'm not going to indulge in worry, right? It gives you kind of a, a, an anchor for your brain. Blue shoes and worry, you're gone this week. And then just see what happens. It just is amazing when you decide, oh yeah, remember that's the one that I'm not going to put on this week. I'm not going to put on that emotion. I'm not going to sit with that emotion this week. It's not that the emotion is a problem, you guys. No emotion's a problem, but it's some of them are just not useful. So let's just kind of clean it out for a little bit and see what it feels like. Think you'll find it's worth it. All right. Yep. Anything else, guys? That's nope. Great. All right, you guys have a flipping awesome week. Uh, come join us at Athletes Mindset Academy. Check out what's going on. Coach Allie, she's amazing. She puts things so just amazing things every single day on Instagram, on Facebook. We love that. Um, and and just come see what's happening. There's always something new happening around Athletes Mindset Academy. We're just trying to help you guys, help your coaches, help you parents to help your athletes, but you also have to help yourself in order to help your athletes and your kids. So hopefully you're using these tools yourself too, and not just passing them along. Okay, you guys, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.